This is the Podfecta Podcast, the official podcast of the Podfecta Podcasting Conference. I'm David Hooper. This is part two of Jen Brownie's appearance at Podfecta Nashville 2018. This is the Q&A portion. If you have not already heard part one, Jen's presentation at Podfecta Nashville, make sure you listen to that first. This will make a whole lot more sense. This is Jen Briney of Congressional Dish, the Q&A portion for presentation at Podfecta Nashville. Does anyone have any questions? You had said you got into the corporate world because you wanted medical insurance. Yep. What are you doing for medical insurance now? Well, now I'm married. Ah. Well, it's actually one of the reasons we got married, to tell you the truth. Like, I love Joe, and I would say this if he was sitting here, but it was a very serious conversation of how do I do my artsy-fartsy crap if I don't have health insurance? And this was pre-Obamacare. We got married in 2010. So now, although it's getting ruined, but now if... If I was doing now what I was trying to do back then, I would be able to go on an exchange and buy my own insurance. But back then, that wasn't possible. So I, I got hitched. But that was a big problem the whole time. Got it. Who's next? Um, what percentage of your subscribers give? Um, I don't really know right now because of the Libsyn. Like, I don't know how many subscribers I have. Um, and the other thing is, too, that my dad, my dad's fine. Um, and he's a, he's still like Mr. CFO. And so he's taken over my accounting this year. So I really only have decent accounting from January until March. Other than that, I've been doing it all on envelopes, which for taxes has been a nightmare. So this is the first year that I'm actually like an actual business person. So I'm not sure to be honest with you. Ask me next year. (laughs) So out of all the platforms you listed, which one brings in the most money? Um, so it's about a third Patreon right now, a third PayPal, a third checks and transfers. It's been kind of fascinating how it's, it's worked out that way. Simple related to that. Um, so how do you, do you have a page and then you just have that stuff on there? Is that where you send them to, or do they just, you give it all on the the podcast and say, here's my email address. Here's my Bitcoin (laughs) code. Keep pass wallets. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I just revamped my, my page. It was pretty bad for a while. But yes, I have a support the pod. I have a support the show page on congressionaldish.com that lays out all these these things for you. And I just added a quick box at the top because I realized that people didn't want to read through the whole spiel to find out what email to send the the Venmo to. So right on the very top, I just have like Venmo donation at congressionaldish.com, Zell donation at congressionaldish.com. Here's the address. It's like all at the top, and then I kind of explain how to do it in the rest of the page. And then on each show, like I said, in the middle, in between the main show and the thank yous, I do rattle off all of the different options. I just do it as fast as I can. And then I say the support page on congressionaldish.com at least three times. Can you um, share with people how Reddit helped you like get on the map? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So um, I did a Reddit AMA in March of 2015. And at the time, I mean, I'm still like this. I don't really use Reddit, so I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just told, sit down and answer as many questions that come in. So I turned off my phone. I turned off my email. And for 11 hours, I answered questions, thinking that was normal. Turns out that my AMA made it not only to the top of the AMA page, but it made it to the top of Reddit. And so I got 30,000 downloads in a day. 
Yeah. So that was really big. And I feel like when it comes to marketing, a lot of us skip Reddit and we really shouldn't. And and I don't even use Reddit anymore. I'm, I should take my own advice. But yeah, Chris is right. That was a big, big moment for my podcast. <laughs> um, was that 11 hours pre-planned or did you just no. sit there? You just... <laughs> no. I thought it was going to be like two hours. In fact, I my biggest fear is that no one was going to ask me any questions because the way we phrased it was something like, I've read 248 congressional bills. Ask me anything. It was something like that. And I was like, who's going to care? And I just, I wasn't expecting the reaction that it got. And so no, and like I said, I've never done one of these. I've never participated on either end. So I just figured like, oh, this is just what it is. It's 11 hours. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but that's maybe, maybe if I had known, I would have set a time to stop. And so I think not knowing helped me because I think a lot of these celebrities and stuff that do it, they say, oh, I'm going to do this for two hours. If you're going to do an AMA, do it. Answer every single question because having, I think the fact that I answered every single one of them did drive people to feel like they had that connection with me. And maybe that's why they took the extra step to going to the show. I think. I don't know. Okay. I also had a secondary question. Um, So... So like our podcast, we're starting out, we're trying to, uh, you know, set up a Patreon page and, you know, get, get some, uh, funding that way. Um, do you have like a separate business account that you deal with all that, all the funding through? Yeah. So I have a separate business account. I have a separate business credit card, which has been really helpful in keeping the, you know, the whole finances separate. And with every single one of these things, with the exception of Venmo, I'm able to do the separate account. Now, I looked into Venmo a couple months ago, and it looks like they're trying to have a separate account. So they're working on it on the back end. But again, it's PayPal. So who knows what their end game is? But right now, Venmo is the only one that I have to mix personal and business with, and it's making me nuts. But every one of those options that I showed you, you can split it up quite easily. Yeah, I'm on your website right now. Please tell me it's working. It's working. (laughs) Um, And I clicked on the donation page. I was about to reach for my credit card, but I haven't done that yet. Um, But on on your, it says donate, and it has four options, naming uh, the specific donation, 75, 100, 150, and then, do you know what I'm talking about? No. You look confused. Um, So I'm on the PayPal part where I clicked on. Oh, okay. So you clicked on the PayPal thing. Well, I clicked on the top where it said donate, and this is the page that came up. Okay. You probably clicked on either the link to donate on PayPal. Maybe I did. Yeah. Because the support the show page is where you're going to see all this stuff listed. But on the top, I do have all of the different links. Well, regardless on the PayPal, you can you have several buttons, 75, 100, 150, and then um, other amount. Yeah, I never so said those. I, I'm just curious if you have any idea how many people or what percentage goes in and creates their own amount rather than the choosing 75, 100. Or- well, it's interesting that you say that because I never set those. One of my biggest frustrations with PayPal, out of all of the things I showed you, PayPal is by far the most frustrating. And so I never set those numbers. I don't know where they came from. Um, I'm actually really glad you told me that because now I'll go in there and try and delete that. Like for years, and they brought it back, but for years you would go into the donate button and you could fill out your own amount and there was a little checkbox that said make it monthly. And so that was a great one because people could pick their own subscriptions. Why shouldn't they be able to? One day PayPal just eliminated it and didn't tell me. So it wasn't until a listener or 
like just what happened here told me that I was like, okay, I have to deal with this. So I had to set a subscription amount and it was really awkward because I have people that donate a dollar a month and I have a guy that gives me two fifty a month. So when it comes to value, there is a wide range on what people think. And I don't want to be the one to determine that. So to hear that PayPal is screwing with it again. Yeah, it seems. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I would uh, quit my job today. Uh, but I don't particularly like having divorce papers served. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> my wife wouldn't like that. So at what point did you realize that you were in a position to be able to do that? You mentioned being able to quit because, I mean, that's the goal, right? Just to get out and do what you love and be yeah. able to provide a service to a degree. So at what point did you feel like you were at that point? So when my husband was able to go to Chipotle and freely get guacamole – dead serious that was it because we were penny pinching so hard that at the end of the month i would be like no guacamole (laughs) you know it was it was that tough because we we live in the bay area so when we moved there my husband got a job in the solar industry it was 3100 for a one bedroom in downtown oakland yeah so it wasn't it took and probably and i wasn't gonna go and get a job right away so the way that i saved money is i cooked almost every single day and i cut coupons and like i kind of did the whole a penny saved as a penny earned thing when we moved to san francisco because we knew i wanted to do this full time and i didn't really feel relaxed Um, we ended up moving a little bit further out into the sticks in order to afford the rent so that's another penny saved penny earned and um yeah when i saw that we had enough left over to where Joe <laughs> could get his guacamole. That's where I started relaxing. And I was like, okay, I'm good now. I'm paying the rent. I'm not worried about it anymore. But but it just like I kind of skipped that part of the story where a one year in, we said I was going to do this full time and I was going to go for it or whatever. That was September of 2013. December of 2013, Joe lost his job in Boston. So we were screwed. And the way that we dealt with it is we... I The corporate job I hated is I, I was a rental... Um, I was the assistant property manager of a 444-unit apartment complex. So I knew how to rent an apartment really quick. So I got rid of my apartment. We moved to Central Oregon, where his parents had a vacation house. I waited tables on a golf course. He worked on the golf course. Nine months later, he got a job in the Bay Area. So that's how we ended up there. So it was like, when we got there, it was like, do we penny pinch or do I go back to waiting tables? Knowing that I'm a pretty good employee and I was going to... You know, the podcast, it stayed in existence when I was doing both jobs, but it wasn't going up because I wasn't going on anyone else's shows. I was just keeping it alive. And so to really make it grow, I needed that time. So, yeah, it wasn't quite that I quit. It was more that moving situation. Yeah. Okay, one more question. Who wants to be the last one? You mentioned podcast interviews. Have you ever done an interview on somebody else's show? And if so, which one did you like the best? Oh, God. There's so many. Okay, um, then what aspects, vice naming a show, what aspects? Well, the one that mind? popped in my head that I like the best is I just did, <laughs> I did a conspiracy podcast called the Tinfoil Hat Cast. Yeah, it was really fun. And I got to do it with um, a comedian named Sam Tripoli. He's the host. And then Jimmy Dore was on it too. And Jimmy Dore is, uh, he has his own kind of newsy show, but he's a comedian too. And it was just so fun for me to have a conversation with people that knew their shit. You know, like I was able to talk about Syria and they were right there with me. And I talked about the omnibus funding law and they knew exactly what I was talking about. That was really fun for me because I find that on a lot of the 
podcasts where I'm talking about the Congressy stuff, I have to do a lot of education before I can get into like the fun conversation part because no one's no one knows what I'm talking about. Not because it's anybody else's fault. It's like, where are you supposed to get this information? It's why I have the podcast to begin with. So, um, yeah, the ones with other newsy people, those are probably my favorite. So, yeah, I think we're good. Thanks, guys. Jen Briney from Congressional Dish. If you want to hear more from her, congressionaldish.com. If you're interested in attending a Podfecta event, maybe organizing a Podfecta event in your area, podfecta.com has more information on that. If you want to get in touch with me, you've got questions, comments, you're on the fence about organizing a Podfecta in your area, not sure, you want to know what it's really like, reach out to me. Bigpodcast.com is how to do that. I've got a form that goes directly to me. Bigpodcast.com. Thanks for listening to the Podfecta podcast. See you on the next episode.